0: Presented by at and Connecting changes everything. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, we look for answers to three questions Might circular airport runways provide the best way to fly? And unrelated. When you scatter someone's ashes, are you actually littering? But first, our senior editor, Catherine Whitbourne, along with freelance writer Patrick J. Kiger, explore one that ties into the enhanced security being practiced at airports these days. If you check your electronic devices on a flight, will your data be searched?
1: When you check your luggage in a U.S. airport you're technically allowing the Transportation Security Administration to search your bags. Yes, they can do that. But here's the other privacy question. Can the TSA search the data inside an electronic device they find in your suitcase? Back in March, the Department of Homeland Security announced what it called an aviation security enhancement for travelers coming to the U.S. from 10 airports in eight Muslim-majority countries. People on these flights can no longer bring electronic devices bigger than a smartphone as carry-on items in the plane's main cabin. That means laptop computers, tablets, and other devices have to be checked as baggage. Homeland Security hasn't said exactly what terrorist threat led to the change in policy, but some travelers warned that the laptop rule might have a hidden purpose, to separate travelers from their devices so that someone can access them or even install tracking software or malware in them. A spokesperson for the TSA says the Department of Homeland Security is not using this new measure to look at anyone's data. She also points out that neither Homeland Security nor the TSA has staff screening baggage in foreign airports. Even so, there's something else to consider. Once travelers arrive on U.S. soil, all of the devices they bring along, including their laptops, smartphones and tablets, are subject to search by officials from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which is a branch of Homeland Security. The American Civil Liberties Union looked into the issue and they say customs agents can ask travelers for their passwords and tourists from other countries must comply or else they can't come into the U.S. American citizens don't face that risk, but they can still be temporarily detained and agents can take away their devices and hold them for months. This is a growing problem. According to Homeland Security, the number of cell phone searches by border agents has mushroomed from 5,000 in 2015 to 25,000 in 2016. And it looks like 2017 will break that record easily. 5,000 devices were searched in February alone, more than in all of 2015. So far, federal courts have found that government searches at ports of entry don't violate the Fourth Amendment's protection against unreasonable search and seizure. But the courts have imposed a few limitations. In 2013, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that agents can give your phone or laptop a brief look without having to justify themselves. But they need to have reasonable suspicion that you have committed a crime to conduct a heavy-duty forensic search, which might include searching metadata for files or restoring files that have been deleted. But the ACLU argues that those powers will still give agents too much leeway because even a quick search can turn up a lot of sensitive information. To combat that, Democratic Senator Ron Wyden and Republican Senator Rand Paul are introducing a law that would require agents to get a warrant before looking through the contents of American citizens' electronic devices. In the meantime, the ACLU advises travelers to take as few devices and as little personal data with them as possible when they're coming to the U.S. Also,
0: if you're curious about how anyone can best protect their devices and data while flying, search for the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Guide for Travelers. They're another privacy advocacy group, and it's a good guide. Next up, staff editor Christopher Hasiotis and our freelancer Jessalyn Shields dig into... Oh, no, that's terrible. Uh, they explore the emotionally and legally complex burial tradition of scattering ashes.
2: Somebody you love dies, and it's awful. What's worse, sometimes you're even put in charge of figuring out how to deal with their remains. It's sad, it's stressful, it's a huge responsibility, and it's unfortunately complicated. Case in point, even if your departed chose to have their remains cremated and scattered in a special place they loved in life, there are laws regulating where you can dump out an urn full of human ashes. Of course... Most people don't know this, or even consider the laws when dealing with something so personal. Because the popularity of cremation is relatively new, and the laws aren't often enforced, the laws about getting rid of ashes aren't as widely known and respected as, say, traffic laws. But more people are choosing cremation all the time. According to the Cremation Association of North America, in 1958, fewer than 4% of Americans chose to be cremated, but that number is expected to be around 50% by the year 2018. For centuries, cremation wasn't really done in Western countries because many churches believed it conflicted with religious doctrine. The Catholic Church, for instance, prohibited cremation until 1963. These days, the Vatican allows it under most circumstances, but still insists the ashes be buried, not scattered. But many people ask that their ashes be scattered in a place they loved after death. And while there's a greater amount of human bone ash being scattered around than ever before, It doesn't occur to most of us that pouring grandpa's ashes in his favorite fishing river could be illegal, which it is. Although no enforcement agency exists in the United States to ride around busting people, most states do have their own scattering laws, the particulars of which can vary wildly. And some federal laws take precedence over those state laws. For instance, even though the state of Texas says you can scatter ashes in a public waterway, the federal Clean Water Act prohibits scattering human ashes into freshwater bodies like lakes, rivers, and streams, though in most cases it's possible to obtain permits from both the federal and state agency. And although you can get a permit from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency for a burial at sea, you still have to scatter the ashes at least three nautical miles, which is 3.5 miles, or 5.6 kilometers, from the shore. Federal law also prohibits tossing an urn full of ashes out of an airplane or helicopter, but that's because it could hurt someone on the ground. You also can't trespass onto anyone's property in order to scatter ashes there unless you have written permission from the landowner, although that's a trespassing violation that would apply regardless of why you're on that property. And if you're looking to unload your loved one's ashes on public land, a national park, say, for someone who loved the Grand Canyon, or Point Doom State Park in Malibu, California, as in an iconic scene from the 1998 classic The Big Lebowski, you have to obtain permission from the park beforehand. These days, though, Reducing a person into a jar full of ashes to be disposed of doesn't have to be the end of the line. For instance, the Neptune Society, the largest cremation provider in the U.S., owns a reef off the coast of Florida that they've turned into an underwater mausoleum. There, people's cremated remains have been turned into concrete sculptures that provide habitat for sea life. Jeff Staub, president of Cremation Solutions, a Vermont-based company that sells memorial urns and creates keepsakes and jewelry out of ashes, Started his company in 2006 to provide people with information about scattering and options for crafting ashes into meaningful objects. Stobb says, "So many people are afraid to scatter because they don't know what the laws are, and their loved one ends up in an urn in the closet or in the attic. People aren't sure how to do it, and it interferes with the healing process." Other companies are getting creative too, and will transform cremains into coffee cups, for instance. Stobb's firm sells biodegradable urns that dissolve in water urns that can be converted into birdhouses after the ashes are scattered, urns that can be planted with a tree, and even the popular loved one launcher, a handheld ash-scattering cannon. Says Staub, People just load one of these things up with the ashes, confetti, and streamers, and will even do it at an event with people toasting champagne. They'll blast the ashes off a cliff, or even right over the whole crowd, and everybody gets anointed. Well... There's another thing to remember to inquire about at a memorial service on top of donations, flowers, and dress code. What's the polite way to ask? Uh, Just wondering, are the cremated remains of the deceased going to be launched into the crowd?
0: Finally this week, our video producer Ramsey Yount and freelance writer Patrick J. Kiger again have a lighter one for us about the future of air travel. Will circular airport runways ever take off?
3: We're accustomed to the idea of airplanes taking off from and landing on long, flat strips of pavement. But a consortium of European aviation researchers who are behind the Endless Brundway project wants to change that. The group envisions the airport of the future as having a terminal in the middle and spokes leading to a circular runway that is 2.2 miles, or 3.5 kilometers in diameter and has a banked surface sort of like a racetrack. Proponents of circular runways argue that a, such a space-saving configuration would reduce the amount of land needed for aviation, which potentially might free up valuable real estate for other uses. They say it would be more efficient since up to three aircraft could take off or land on a circular runway at any time, and that it could handle overall four times the traffic of a regular runway. Hank Hisselink, a researcher for the Netherlands Aerospace Center, also proposes that it would be safer. In a recent BBC News interview, he said that because aircraft could take off and land from any point in the circle, they could avoid tricky crosswinds and capitalize on headwinds. Additionally, circular runways could eliminate those rough roller coaster like takeoffs. Hisselink told the BBC that passengers would experience a sensation similar to when the aircraft makes a turn in the air. Because of centrifugal force, the aircraft would move at a slower speed during takeoff. So far, the endless runway has only been tested in simulations, but the idea has prompted a lot of debate. Other experts have weighed in, opposing the idea, citing reasons from traction to visibility issues and shifting winds. Also, a curved runway will add extra steps in landing, so seasoned pilots will have to be trained to land tilted to ensure safety of their passengers.
0: That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Further thanks to our audio producer Dylan Fagan and our editorial liaisons Christopher Hasiotis and Allison Loudermilk. Subscribe to Now Now for more of the latest science news and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover. Plus, hey, do you have any toys from childhood that you've hung on to or even repurchased? I'm staring at an action figure of Egon Spangler as I type this. You can send us an email at nowpodcast And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at two hundred k for one-eighth ownership.